Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Hosts at Home. We've made it to double figures. Woo! So this week we're going to be talking about roles and responsibilities within our business. Yep, we have onboarded investors, people. Double woo, double figures, double woo. Double woo, double woo. That's a big focus for our year, so we're happy to talk about that. We're going to be talking about Rental Ninja, which is one of the platforms we use. And we'll be touching on our HMO updates. That is plural, plural. And of course, we've got our best of the week, pest of the week and topic of the week. Which is direct bookings, as promised from last week. That's a big one. Hey, I'm Laura. And this is Ed. Give us a ring if you're looking for a bed. I started putting properties on Airbnb. And now I've left my job because I'm earning bad pee. Location, location, I see E and C. Started with none, now we got 50. Pick up the keys and off we go. After we set up, looks like a grand design show. If you're looking to become a property master, then give us a like and download the podcaster. Let's look at this four bed. Can we make it a six? Call up the broker, get our DIP fixed. We're scaling up quick, our portfolio. SA units and now HMOs. You won't get planted. Yeah, that's what they said. We are your hosts, Laurie Dad. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> So we are starting off episode 10 um, with roles and responsibilities. So this is something I guess like you and Nao have never had to do because it's always just been you two. And then kind of me coming in, we've had to think of about a bit, bit of a structure for us, aren't we? And who's responsible for what, what we're doing. And, and not only just us now and us, us three as a team, but like in the future where we see roles and responsibilities and where we're, we're seeing like extra burdens of work and where that could work, haven't we? So that's been really interesting for us this week, hasn't it? Yeah, I think roles and responsibilities for me, is, like you just touched on, me and they have had it pretty clean and obvious for us. We've been managing the lot between the two of us. But, you know, even at the point where you knew that you were coming in on board, you were always saying to me, what are my roles and responsibilities? I want a document. I want it all written out. And I was like, well, we'll just flip and figure it out, you know, and then we'll see what's what. But um, we did do that probably a little bit too late and it was definitely worthwhile. And now we're trying to put it into pra practice and we're still figuring it out. But yeah. we've had a very good start. And um, sometimes just one of those things that just putting it onto paper and yeah, almost it officiating it, yeah, makes it very clear and extremely helpful um, for me. I guess I was in the back of my mind worrying about not just releasing some of these roles and responsibilities, but also like the handover stage I thought could be not laborious, but energy intensive in teaching and learning. But you are just like more than a sponge. You you take what I give you and roll with it, run with it and make it better. So it's been it's been awesome. But yeah, obviously very much needed. And especially when we think about the direction in which our business wants to go and we're future proof future proofing right because yeah. we're here to stay with our businesses so we want to put in like um not scripts what's the right word but like documents processes, processes procedures and for me at least it feels like it's lovely because it's like almost like a stepping towards the corporation kind of route you know gone it's gone from yeah. it definitely went from a side hustle to a business a long time ago and now it's gone from it still is a little business i suppose in the grand scheme of things but the direction in which we're headed is just scale growth um but ethically and correctly i suppose and these are all necessary 
necessary things that we need to put in place, which is good, good signs. Yeah, and I, I think it might be interesting for you guys to know how we kind of came about our own roles and responsibilities. So we went back to a bit schooly days, didn't we, where we literally wrote down on a piece of paper, like, what what jobs there are within the business and we went through and marked who we think should be responsible for what and it it came really naturally didn't it where I was going I'd like to do that and you were sometimes you were a bit like oh shocked didn't think you'd want to do that and and interestingly like Mark our mentor helped us didn't he he said what what would you guys like to be called and what would you be and I I said in terms of roles yeah and I was like like, like, (laughs) 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 um but that's how, and I think that was important, and it was really good, and it was a really good learning game for us if anybody else is doing that in a business and they're not sure, just write a big list of what's going on and who naturally would go to those roles. And again, incorporating Naya in that as well, I think. We, we sat down and said, what do you think your job role is and what do you like about your job? Because, what, would you, what would your title be? Prefer- yeah. You know, what, where would you put yourself in, in the realms of a title? And re- really interestingly, like for me, I've obviously done this before in other jobs, so it's nice putting it down with you guys, but... By having chats and stuff like that, sometimes you, you can get people that say, I hate doing this, I really enjoy doing this, and, and realising if that needs to be changed and tailored, doesn't it? Yeah. Which is helpful. We haven't had to do. Yeah, we Funny enough, but... we've realised we're all on the same page, which again is positively reassuring, but it's nice that we're also bringing, or you know, we're trying to establish a little bit of a culture as well, because um, you know, with the ongoing weekly meetings, which I do think are, are important, that... We're not there previously, so mm-hmm. yeah, as I mentioned, all steps in the right direction, which just generally make me feel quite happy and proud. Yeah, organised, isn't it? Nice, yeah. organised, organised brain. Little steps. Um, we had some really exciting news, and we've onboarded some investors. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got two, and we had one potential, didn't we, that um, didn't decide to go ahead, but... I guess it depends what you mean by potentials. We have a lot of conversations. Yeah. Um, it depends on how... Not serious and you a know, lead. Serious, serious is probably not the right coin or right term, but you know, different people are in different places in life and weigh up their options and stuff. And I don't know, it's a strange one. We get a lot of people wanting to talk about it. Some people wanting to go a bit more further than others in in discussions of those talks. Um, but we've never really massively pushed it because um, we've been very fortunate enough to have our own cash flowing business and businesses so we're at the point now where we are needing investment because we've got a pipeline full and we touched on this last week right um so it's it's fantastic that people are recognizing those opportunities um and they've come on board it's been a massive i guess learning curve for us in terms of the process because we're wanting to do it absolutely right and ethical again we're not here to um, certainly not to flip in to take people's money and run away with it. It's probably horror stories, but certainly not even just wing it either. We're here to do it right, ethically, properly, and you know how we do something is how we want to do everything, all that stuff. Um, so it's been a real good learning curve for us in terms of how we officiate and document and go through the legal process and solicitors um, of all that. I guess the legal responsibilities around doing it ethically, as I just mentioned, which has been good because that's how we're going to do it going forward and rinse and repeat the process. Can I mention the spin ball question we got asked? Yeah, of course. I love this. It's been really interesting for us as well, seeing what people are asking because it's obviously learning curves for us. And uh, one of the questions we had about um, being an investor with us was, what happens if me and Ed both die? 
yeah. their money. Well, yeah, it wasn't that <laughs> short. I mean, we've in the agreement stipulates like what happens if we die. But to be a bit more technical, if people are going to learn and benefit from it, he was that he he in particular was like, um, yeah, I kind of get what happens, but what's the actual steps in order to take that action? I guess it's a little strange. But basically, we learn that if we die, um, our debts and what we owe and everything goes to an administrator in our, of our estate, and we haven't necessarily like appointed anyone, which is my my confusion. I was like, well, who is that? And uh, that was all a big learning curve. Um, it was, yeah, I think it, that's it was, what it was. It was it was a good question. We were like, oh yeah, we yeah. What is the answer to that? So it was really good for us, wasn't it, to to find that out? I guess absolutely. Um, so we've been doing a bit more delving, I guess with me coming on board, I've been asking loads of questions, finding out what we do do and if we can utilize it, make it better. So we've been looking at one of the platforms we use is Rental Ninja. Um, so do you want to explain how that works? Um, Rental Ninja. How do you use it at the moment? I use it for two main principal features of it. Um, one is for our investor reports. It's very good in that respect um the accountancy feature in there is, is superb and we also use it as a replacement for what we were using previously which is prob which not probably it was um wow i forgot turno turnover bnb gone turno um and that's just an application that notifies our cleaners of what's going on and more importantly in terms of bookings when they need to be in and stuff um and instead of we're trying to like reduce the amount of uh, different platforms we rely on and a lot of these platforms are very much up and coming and um, utilizing their initiative and innovation and recognize their market and trying to get more trying to do more so rental ninja um, which i was only previously using for the management reports have released a whole host of other services um, and we're really trying to capitalize on that really aren't we we've, we've yeah. had good calls of them in terms of and that's a good tip. Like, you'll have an account manager, so make sure you're using them. And yeah, I think that does of kind package. of vary on how many units you've got, the, the, the level of detail and depth of service you get. I don't know what it requires on certain apps to be to have, like, a dedicated account manager or not. Um, but with the service that we get for sure, and I'm sure on, on some level it would be for everyone, is, is really outstanding, to be fair, for them just to jump on board and jump onto our own account and see how we can uh, optimize what we're doing mm. and find out from us exactly what we need is always really refreshing and, and, and beneficial but we're going to be looking at using it um to manage and um our, our cleaners basically so there's a really good area on the platform where each clean team can be designated a jobs list and then they can assign their cleaners to it so they can put photos and pictures and stuff on um obviously that's us monitoring our cleaners slightly better making sure our standards are kept too and it's also going to be great for us because you can do things like flag damage um so if you're an airbnb operator you'll know you've got 48 hours to get back to your to your guest um and say uh, if if there's damage or anything like that, so that's going to be a good good thing for us to keep on top of. Yeah, I think for us, it's not necessarily if you're an Airbnb operator, but with our own particular system and rules, because we collect our own deposits, we have forty eight hours to collect on that deposit. That's not really an Airbnb stipulation. Um, that's with our designated 
charge automation system, uh, we collect deposits and then within 48 hours we have to claim that deposit. We've had instances where... Um, we had one the other day, didn't we? They've yeah, been smoking. They've been smoking in the property. Like four weeks. And our cleaners um, thought, not, not wrongly so really, that because there's not a check-in the next day or the, the next two days, that they might as well leave that until they're in there, so particularly our Rodney Street block of apartments. They might as well leave it for three days until they're in there and do two or three of them at the same time, which is going to be more efficient and effective for them however when they went in they realized it'd been smoking it'd been party and we then lost our right to claim on a deposit which is frustrating um, and that's not why that's just a, a, an obvious added benefit as to why we're doing this but again that push towards um, becoming a bit more of a I guess I, I term it in saying corporation inverted commas um, it's we just a more efficient account business. I don't I don't think it is more efficient if I'm honest it's probably less efficient there's more bits and blocks to do but there's much more accountability yeah which i think is the most important thing you know everything is documented and to get through this designated checklist which we are creating which is a big part of this rental ninja app um you know they have to upload videos check in check out and it's very customizable for us and without it um we hold them accountable to do that and to do so via a service level agreement so it's just putting all these procedures very official procedures in place which I guess just should make our business run more efficiently as a whole, like you said, but generally everyone's more accountable and it's just more of the correct approach to successful, sustainable growth, I think. You know? Well, we'll keep you in the loop because obviously it's something we're like, in the process of, so we'll, we'll try and keep you in the loop of how, how that's working for us and if we're finding it effective or not because it might be a good little tip for you guys and girls. Um, so HMO updates, how are our two properties getting on, Ed? Well, yeah. we obviously went up today, didn't we? We did, we did, um, which is really nice because it's the first time that you saw one of the Since the Christmas, one. I haven't been up since Christmas, yeah. Yeah, but it's the first time you've yeah. ever seen the one of them that we picked up the keys to, was that just after Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that one is absolutely flying, flying. absolutely flying. It's great. So, honestly, it's so nice and really interesting to see, um... You know what? It's really clean as well. I was really surprised at how... They're a very, very, team. very good team. Very good team. Yeah, you really see it, don't you? Very good team. Um, not only are they flying, but they're very effective. They're, to be honest, hardly ever there. They're only ever there when they need to be, and they smash it out. They work well together, and it's just obviously fantastic to see. Mm. Um, and then on the other one, the bigger one, again, as you'd know, if you've been tuning in, we're having some teething issues um, those teething issues are very much still there, I would say. We're still trying to iron out how we move forward. I mean, we are moving forward um, in terms of progress of the build. Uh, it's just steadily, and we're trying to get or resolve an outcome that fits all parties. And I really do hate being so vague, and that sounds like a little flipping cliff edge hanger where people are like, oh, what's going on? It's nothing mega. It's nothing mega. Um, it's just, to be honest with you, ironing out um, stuff that should have probably been ironed out from the from the start. I.e., we've got we've got finish dates that are moving to the right very quickly and and very far to the right. Um, and hence, uh, when finish dates move to the right, that means resources and labor is moving with it, and with that costing as well. Um, so it's just finding out where we sit and there's no beef or, or, or nothing with that. It's just 
trying to get to a the right outcome, I suppose, which is not a quick fix. Um, something that I hope we're nearly there with. Um, however, the project itself, it I don't it. There's so much margin in that project, I think, and the project is so good um, that it's not a massive deal in the grand scheme of things. But it's a lovely learning, a lovely bit of learning for us, and still something that we're mm. we're. <coughs> sorry excuse me going through and I, and I don't want to come on here and lie about it that's where we're at and it's not mega um but for me to come on here and act like we're not having yeah, these issues would be would be um would, would be a lie <laughs> so yeah one's mint one <laughs> will be working mint, on it. but working on it <laughs> and i'm gonna ed's gonna shake his head at me but i'm gonna hold us accountable now we did some filming today in the second one we picked up so we're hopefully going to have our own YouTube channel up with a video of that second project today. Um, just a bit of an introduction and a show round of it. So hopefully this time in a few weeks I can direct you to that channel to go and have a look. Yeah. And that's, and that's really interesting as well. I mean, for us, we're filming so much. We're just really lagging behind actually getting it up and out there, which is quite frustrating. Um, we need someone. <laughs> yep. It's me, bro. <laughs> do it then. Right. You can be actually positive this week. You can do the best of the week. Negative Nelly. Are we straight on to best of the week? Yeah. Best of, yeah. Best of the week. Okay. Um, so one good thing that we've written down there, I can see that I written down there, is that our Liverpool units, where we are heavily based, and we've got a lot of properties, are borderline, maybe behind, instead of, maybe not one property is absolutely full with long-term bookings um which is fantastic to see in january come jan, feb yeah. yeah jan come feb now that is that's awesome um that's awesome so that is best of the week but i was thinking my actual best of the week instead of writing it down like something like that is the what we've done today you know i, I really enjoy those days um with me and you going down seeing the properties not because it's in fantastically rewarding to see the properties and what we're doing and what we're accomplishing but doing it together is always like fun and like you said you hadn't been down and seen those properties yet yet you've not done it you've not been since christmas so for me i just had a mint time <laughs> so i think that's my best of the week is to make everyone feel sick and soppy oh, and loser. <laughs> i like seeing us barky that was my best of my week yeah he's I funny he's, he's funny. funny yeah he is <laughs> what about me? <laughs> and you, and the sparky. And I saw them fusing some pipes, didn't I? They were soldering. Soldering. It. It's on my story. Go and have a look. I might be on our uh, YouTube channel. But that was cool for me to watch. Yep. Some blowtorching going on. Nice. Um, best of the week. I'm laughing because it's literally taking two of well, a day each for both of us. Oh, we've been... <gasps> One day. I feel like no way. I'm ruining Ed's life because I've started the business and I'm shredding it, being like, want to do this, want to do this, want to do this, got an idea, we should be doing this. So we're looking into like our IT system and, and like we said, we're really looking to grow the business and I think we should have an IT company, so we've got backup. I want to get some um, email addresses in place, like make sure we're using Microsoft 360 and 365. Ed loves to do everything himself. He's so funny. Like he'll go and research and do it himself. So we we're like, we can make our own email addresses. We can do all this. Oh my god, we could not, could we? Well, I, I, that's not quite right. But I no. did all of this, but when I started the yeah, business, wrong. No, I didn't do oh, it wrong. Right, okay. I did when it three years ago, and I remember how much <laughs> of a ball ache it was back then. 
So I tried to do it again now with, with Laura's demands, which aren't so crazy, to be fair. And it just gets complicated, right? I do not come from that world where you're messing with domains and they're trying to make me prove that I own domains. So I'm trying to drop a little bit of code into my website, then refresh it, send a DNS record to the server and then have to wait 48 hours. I was losing my mind, right? I've got important stuff to do. And Laura's right. She's like, just pay someone like a few hundred quid to do it for you. I was like, oh, I can do it myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's the fact that I've previously, you know, we've not even had a website design in three years. So I settled up three years with nothing at the very start. Um, and now it is very much due a makeover, which we are having a website design makeover, but also in terms of the infrastructure from website, I mean, email domains and stuff, you know, and you having your own, yeah. you want your own email address, don't you? Because at the moment, yeah. we might be baiting ourselves out here. We oh. all share the same email address, oh, so we see God. everything. I like keeping tabs on everything. I but, hate it. Yeah, so, so yeah, Pest of the Week, guys, was just general IT nonsense. And our tip to you is if, you're doing anything IT and you're not IT, just cut your losses and just call someone. Yeah. Call a professional. I didn't really, I didn't really realise there was. I mean, this so sounds much stupid. To it, isn't it? Not just that. I didn't really realise there was companies who could just take it all off your hands yeah. for for. A, I mean, now I'd say a very respectable fee. Like I'd flipping pay triple what what it cost. <laughs> not just tell him now. Days, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um. But yeah, I'd probably. If you're gonna grow or you're already a small time business, then just get someone on board. Um, just to set you up, yeah. it's it's um it's a whole other world that yeah. stuff. But we well, hopefully we can give you an update on that next week as well, aren't we? Because we've got a quote coming and they're going to do it, so we can let you know what they have actually done for yeah, us. Yeah, no, to, I've to authorised the quote. He's going to do it. <laughs> so our topic of the week. Um, so last week we were talking about um OTAs that we use for our bookings. So um that's like Airbnb, Booking dot com, Open Rent. Um, this week we're going to focus on because we said direct bookings needed a bit more TLC than just a quick overview and um how important they are to our business and how important they might be to yours if you're in the same position as us. Um, so, go on, Ed, you, you do an overview. Why? It might seem like you already know the answer. I like to keep people listening. I would hope so. Oh, right, if you're talking to me. No, not you, you numpty. Like to other people, why are direct bookings important? Why are they good? Yeah, I, yeah. well, to other hosts, people might know that, but to other non-hosts or hosts coming into the game, they might not know, not, not know that. Um, two factors really. One is um, OTAs, so Airbnb and Booking.com in particular, are going to be costing you anywhere in between 15 and 18% commission generally. So if you run that over, say, a one mil business, which is what we're turning over this year, you're looking at 150 grand to 180 grand different, um, which will just come off your bottom line. Now, I'm not saying eradicate the OTAs because they. Um, They've got such a huge grip and power on the market that you do need them. But that is also very scary, right? When Booking.com just refused to pay out all of their hosts, that's very scary. So when if you have a bottleneck within your business where you are extremely dependent on one or a couple of things, you want to eradicate that just to... um, just to make sure you're operating a more secure business. So the less we rely on the OTAs, the more sustainable and reliable we are as a business. Um, but initially, the overarching and motivating factor probably is for most small businesses is the fact that they take um, a large portion of the pie. And that's not to say they don't deserve that because they bring yeah they bring so much volume to you. Um, and they should be paid for what they're doing. 
I'm all for that. Um, but the less you can rely upon them, um, the more, well, as I just mentioned, the more reliable your business and the more profit you'll take home at the end of the day, month, year, whatever it is. So that's the importance of it. Yeah. And as we've, we've spoken to you guys before about um, our, our main businesses and um, guests are, are big contractors, aren't they? That's what we, we go for and we target mostly. Yeah, so um, we have bar big, Rodney big bookings and generally. The ones. So, yeah. So, next question is going to be an obvious. How do we get them? Yeah, it's probably not that obvious because naturally the OTAs don't want you to be pulling away their business, which is entirely fair, right? Makes sense. Um, so you, you can't, but you can put little signals in place. That's if, I mean, so I should revert back. First of all, because OTAs drive most of the traffic, your easiest success rate and conversion rate is going to be from moving bookings or leads, shall I say, from an OTA, so from Airbnb or booking.com into a direct booking. Now you can't really do that directly, um, but you can put things in place where savvy guests might allude to the fact that that's possible um, especially more and more now um, you can just make sure that perhaps your logo is branded everywhere you know our business name and our host name from our um, airbnb and, and booking.com or in our title is our business name so if anyone was to give the business a google they could then get in touch direct they could then book direct where a lot of people do know now that that's where they're going to find the best prices um, so little tips and tricks like that is extremely important. Um, once guests maybe have booked on your um, on have booked your listings or your properties through the OTAs, they will then show their email address or and phone number and contact details. You can then run retargeting schemes, i.e., simply asking them if they want to extend and then bringing that direct. Or if you know they're coming back to the area or they're big companies that have a lot of business in the area you can then open up discussions with them direct and for future bookings um, go direct and that's where loads and most of our direct bookings come from and building up those relationships over time which now because we've got a lot of properties we are a very reliable source for them they know that it's worth their time reaching out to us because nine times out of ten we can fulfill that request Whereas if you only have one property and they're coming in like, oh, I've got like 10 lads. I've got like 12 lads starting here, starting here. We want to be close to this area. Can you sort it? Thankfully, because we've obviously got about 20 properties in Liverpool, quite a versatile portfolio. We can be like, yep, here's our best recommendation. And they're obviously normally very happy with it. Um, so that's why it becomes easier with direct bookings the larger you get, which kind of seems unfair. <laughs> <laughs> A golfer, worth doing. Yeah. So how, pricing and invoicing, obviously it's a little bit different when you get a direct booking because with your OTAs, they might collect the money themselves or you might have another system in place um, which collects money. Um, how do we collect the money? So how if do we've we got a direct it? booking, we say, for example, it's £1,000 a month. How would we invoice and price that? You mean how do we... Yeah, okay, so how we price it is... Um, naturally you want to incentivize guests for coming away from the OTA so um, generally if the OTAs are charging say 15% um, I well for us what we do is is, is charge 5% less than our price on the OTA so um, 
some people charge 10% less. So obviously that means that they get a 5% better margin. Um, but for us and our properties, we charge a 5% less of the total price. Um, and that means we get 10% more. So the guest gets a 5% reduction and we get 10% increase if that same booking was to go through the channel manager, the yep, OTA. Yep. Not the channel manager, sorry, the OTA. Um, so yeah, both. So they need to be incentivized to do so, obviously. And um, just to note, it's obviously worth talking about the terms and conditions as well because some people feel protected to book through airbnbbooking.com because they protect the the guests obviously rightly so um now we um we offer the same level of protection and cancellation fees etc as we do on our listings on the otas um so they get the same level of cover and protection etc it's just sometimes where the guests actually trust that which again when you're a larger business a bigger reputation around you it helps um so again maybe something that's a little unfair but kind of makes perfect sense nice Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, just follow up and relationship building. I'm going to cover this one. Go my on, account, this is, my account manager. This is your off. bag. So this is so important because every single person you speak to or talk to is a potential lead for something, um, and you've just got to keep them warm, got to keep them there, got to keep you in their memory. Um, good tip for you. A good program we use is called Capsule CRM System. Um, drop me or add a message if you want me to send you a link to it. Um, it's a program where you can record leads and then you can put notes on them, you can put information about it, you can use it to extract different people. So you could say like people in Liverpool that have booked last year and pull that and then you can use that for target marketing. You can put all your notes on there, what conversations and stuff you've had. Um, so it's really good for us because it is about that relationship building. Sounds ridiculous, you can put like Jim from Builder's house has a dog called Ken. And then when you speak to Bill six months' time, you go, oh, how's Ken, your dog? And then you're suddenly becoming a nice company that cares and is interested. We do a lot of things like, um, we will do follow-ups, like Ed said, asking for extensions, things like that. So just being really on top of your companies, making sure you're speaking to them, checking in regularly, they're happy, seeing where they're at, seeing if they're extending, if they've got more work. Um, don't need you to teach stuck eggs. That's what, no, is that the right term? Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it is basics, but it's important, isn't it? And then that's what helps us um, follow up and relationship build, which is really important. Yeah. I think relationship building with some of, a lot of our people we work with are like almost fulfillment agencies where they collect leads themselves and then they go and fulfill a lead or fulfill that need for a booking. So if you have an agency who's collecting in a lot of leads and they directly come to you, um, that's also a really you know, that's where I like to focus a lot of our time yeah. in terms of relationship building. You yeah. like to focus on people people and clients and stuff. Um, so equally as important to other because we need direct bookings to survive and thrive. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's a wrap for episode 10 of Hosts at Home. Um, hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope it was useful. Hope you've got some tips from us as always. Ed, anything to add? Negative. Never just extend everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We do say this every week. It's not just a clip we insert for the end of the thing. Is yeah, it? <laughs> I mean, you say everything and then throw it over my way when you start running I out of things. I know. <laughs> you always like to add the last word. Well, you? I just like to say, like, share, sub no, damn it. Yeah. You can't subscribe or anything. You can on our new YouTube channel coming soon. <laughs> just download and just 
rate it five stars yeah, or just, really just be nice and thanks for listening anyway we appreciate it love you bye 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 bye